the cloud still hanging over the Arizona Cardinals right now is how are they going to get through the first six weeks of the 2022 NFL season without DeAndre Hopkins? I'm going to bring up two names, if nothing else, but to disqualify both of these names from being signed by the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm taking your questions in the third segment. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. It's a live Friday, baby. Here we go. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel that you are watching right now. Um, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Happy Mother's Day soon to all the mama bears out there. Um, I'm gonna tell you about Blue Nile here at the end of the first segment, but I'm gonna this could be a weird podcast. This could be weird. Just the disclaimer is this is going to be weird. Um, It's going to all be centralized around the absence of DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the 2022 NFL season. There are two names, one name that's been floating around, and another one who happens to have a family member now on the Arizona Cardinals who may or may not be one of the best wide receivers we've seen in the last 10 years. May also be kind of a problem in the locker rooms with the coaches, etc., but I'm going to take six minutes and I'm going to make an argument for and an argument against that player to join the Cardinals. So the third segment, I'll be taking your questions. Um, happy to do it. Happy. I'm really happy when everybody, you know, interacts. Uh, I just, I don't know. want this to be a family, man. want it to be an absolute family. Uh, okay. So DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six weeks of the 2022 NFL season. Do the Cardinals have enough on offense without their wide receiver one? It's to be determined. There's still plenty of time for Steve Kime to add a piece or two. Uh, definitely on the defensive side of the ball, which is going to help the offense out, balance out a little bit. Um, the defense has been the strength of this team for the majority of the last two seasons. And, you know, that needs to change, I think. I mean, the defense staying pat, status quo, being a middle rung, you know, t- you know, if, if we're talking in fantasy football terms, like a defense one fringe, top 12, great. If they can withstand the rigors, add some veteran pieces, and stay in the top 12 or top, you know, 13 of, of, of defensive rankings in the NFL, that's great if the offense can take over the reins and become the focal point, the strength of this organization with Cliff Kingsbury at the helm. Because say it with me, if the offense isn't the strength, why is Cliff Kingsbury the head coach? Okay, so DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six weeks. They acquired Hollywood Brown. They've got Rondale Moore. They've got A.J. Green. And they drafted Trey McBride re-sign James Conner. There's still some holes that need to be filled. They need to bring in an RB2, and then a bu- they need to bring in an offensive lineman or two, and then they need to uh, add a whole bunch of pieces to the defensive side. But this is going to be an offensive-centric show. There are two names that I'm going to bring up. One this segment, one next segment. Get your barf bags out because this is happening. And I'm going to make a case for both of these players to be a good fit for the Arizona Cardinals. And then I'm going to make a claim. I'm going to make an argument for why they would not be. And the latter is a lot easier than the former. So bear with me. Number one, Des Bryant. 
He wants to play with Kyler Murray. Okay. Des Bryant hasn't really been relevant since 2017 or 2018. He had a stint against the Ravens with the Ravens. He scored a couple touchdowns, played in a handful of games. Cool. There's one thing that we know about Des Bryant. He's tall. He's large. He's large. And he's 6'2". Okay. The dude had a monster year five or six years ago. I completely understand the, you know, the long, uh, uh, the gap between relevancy and now. And I also know that he could help. As like, like think of it this way. This is my argument for, okay. It's going to be very little against the cap. I mean, it might be a two mil incentive laden deal, you know, one year. And he's shown that he's not a problem. Like in Dallas, everything's magnified. You know, he you know, he has an ego. He's, he's a wide receiver one, you know, and it's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. He came in, he played football. He caught a couple touchdown passes last year and that was it. Now, why would he fit with the Cardinals? Um, because they need a body. They need an athlete. They need a wide receiver. And a guy like him can be 40% of what AJ Green is now. 50% run 10 yards, turn around, catch the ball. You're bigger than DBs. Could be worse. Like he's not going to be an issue in the locker room. He's not a cancer. He's 33 years old. He wants to play football. And he wants to play with Kyler Murray. And he wants to prove himself that he can still ball. Now, it was two years ago in Baltimore, sorry, and I knew that. Um, he had six catches in six games, okay, in 11 targets, but it's also Lamar Jackson, and they also had a bunch of different players, and they ran the ball a whole bunch. Like, are you are you saying that if Des Bryant came in and played in the first five or six games, was on the field 30% of the time in separate packages with all of the, you know, all the eyes going around Zach Hurts and Rondell Moore and Hollywood Brown – that he couldn't sneak away for a touchdown? Would you rather have Des Bryant running routes or Antoine Wesley? Think about that before answering. Would you rather have Des Bryant running routes more than Antoine Wesley? The answer is probably no. But it's close. It's close. And that's the argument for the argument against is the other 90% of the valid reasons. He has been relevant in a long time. He's slow. He's going to take up a roster spot and wanting to play with Kyler Murray is enough to get him on the roster. But I think, and Spliff Kingsbury, that's funny because it rhymes with cliff spliff and cliff. Very clever. Um, he says, relax, Alex is just six weeks. Um, Six weeks is make or break in the NFL. And he's the best receiver the Cardinals have. The numbers dropped precipitously when DeAndre Hopkins went out last year. Now, I don't think it's going to be replicated like that. Yes, because they have Hollywood Brown, sure. But Hollywood Brown's not DeAndre Hopkins, regardless of how the history he has with Kyler Murray. So that's why I think it's a little bit more of an impactful situation than people want to believe right now. It's going to come very real, and the Cardinals need to stay ahead of it. I apologize for the next segment already. But I'm going to talk about it.
because it's fun and it's Friday. And I'm live on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Antonio Brown. Should the Cardinals sign Antonio Brown, the cousin of Hollywood Brown? I'm going to talk about that next. First, it's Mother's Day on Sunday, man. If you don't know that already, you're welcome and get your ass in gear. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, BlueNile.com has got you covered. Not only do they have a wide array of choices, they have jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So whether mom prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners, get 50 bucks off a $500 purchase. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On Plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop a stress-free and pleasurable experience for your mom and help her find her forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. For another version of insurance, BetOnline.net's got you covered. Your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball players, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's Run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. Damn. I thought, man, that year went by fast. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Second segment Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here on a live Friday edition. I'm getting weird today because. Um, I can. I have creative control over this podcast. And because we talk so much about the draft, we talk so much about everything. This is just like, it's been a weird offseason. Let's put it that way. The draft was weird. Trading for Hollywood Brown was out of the blue. Not signing any free agents was weird. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, being a consummate pro and then, you know, popping for PEDs was weird. You know, it's just, it just been a weird, weird offseason. And I am talking more weirdly about Des Bryant coming and signing with the Cardinals, which he shouldn't, but I made an argument for. And then now Antonio Brown. So here's the thing. We remember the last picture in our mind about Antonio Brown doing shirtless jumping jacks in an end zone as he ran off the field in the middle of a game. Okay. I'm going to give you all of the negative reasons first why the Cardinals should not sign Antonio Brown with DeAndre Hopkins being out for the first six weeks, okay? Where do I begin? How much time do I have? He is um, unpredictable. He's had a lot of off-the-field, you know, off-the-field issues. Uh, I mean, that's putting it very lightly. I mean, there are some very serious allegations, things that he went through. Um, Tom Brady loved him. I mean, he's, he's one of his guys. So he ended up bringing him over to Tampa Bay after bringing him to New England for one game before he got suspended. Remember, in New England, he had six catches for 60-something yards and a touchdown in the one game he played with Tom Brady before coming over to Tampa Bay. Um, so I know that in a very fragile ecosystem that the Cardinals find themselves in, Antonio Brown wouldn't be the best addition to that, okay? He is 
He's an enigma. He's a mystery. He's an absolute mystery. You know, like, he's very, like, in his, he's one of the best interviews in the game. Like, after games and press conferences, like, he's a funny dude. Like, it's just, it's just a weird thing. And obviously, you know, I don't know. The, I know that I, I know the negative repercussions, the bad stuff that would come with him playing. But the positive side, he's one of the best receivers we've ever we've ever seen in the game. He's one of the best receivers we've ever seen in the game, and that should be enough. That should be enough. And I know the Cardinals have have have, have you know stayed away from problem players a lot. Um, especially as of late. But you put Antonio Brown on the field, this offense automatically gets better. Automatically. Now, is he going to get enough touches? Is he going to get enough, you know, is he going to get enough routes run? Like, that's where it comes into play. Because if you're not happy with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians in sunny Tampa Bay with that offense, after winning a Super Bowl, it seems to be a recipe for disaster. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, drop your questions in the chat. I will be doing a Q&A, Ask Me Anything Cardinals and football related in the final segment. But I thought that it just, if nothing else, to just make this into one podcast instead of, you know, uh, sprinkling it throughout many different ones. Des Bryant, why and why not in the first segment. Antonio Brown, same thing this segment. Obviously, the why not severely outweighs. This isn't clickbait, okay? This is a conversation. This is this is leave no possibility discussed, not discussed. In a vacuum, if Antonio Brown was a free agent and didn't have the off-the-field issues, I'd say Simon a second, obviously. So if that were the case, you need to discuss and weigh the options of what if. They took a flyer on him. Would this offense look better? Would this offense get better? The answer is yes for the first six weeks. And then I don't know what you, I mean, it, it, I wish you could sign, you could do a, uh, you know, a half year contract. You sign him for six weeks, say thank you. But I mean, with how many four wide receiver sets Cliff runs, and I don't know if that's going to change this year because they drafted Trey McBride. I don't know if they're going to use Zach Ertz and or Trey McBride in wide receiver positions in four wideout sets, if they're going to run more two tight end sets, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like because Cliff has never really focused on the tight end through college, et cetera. So the fact that they have two now, it seems like there's a lot more uh, cooks in the kitchen because both of the tight ends the Cardinals have can double his wide receivers. So Antonio Brown, like, I get it. Okay. Again, I'm not going to make a title for this podcast saying, Ooh, should the Cardinals sign Antonio Brown? That's not what I'm going to do. This isn't for clickbait. This isn't to have a stupid debate. I think doing due diligence about every player that's possible for the Cardinals to sign is not an act of futility. And that's why I'm doing it. And before we get into the final segment of the Q&A, um, Des Bryant or Antonio Brown, if the Cardinals had to sign one, who should they sign? It's not as easy as you think. 
It's not. Antonio Brown's still more talented. We've seen him more recently be more talented more recently than Des Bryant's small stint in Baltimore. And we've also seen how that ended with Antonio Brown. And would you rather have a guy like Des Bryant in your locker room instead of Antonio Brown, even though the talent level is not as high? Yuck. Like that's that's a tough question to answer. Like, what if you what if you have to answer that question? Like, I I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what I don't know which way to go, Des Bryant or Antonio Brown. Let's just not answer it. I probably have to say Des Bryant if it was one of the two. I probably have to say Des Bryant if it was one of the two. It's safer. And he's still 6'2", and he can still run routes, turn around, and catch the ball. You're not going to need world-beating performances from him. But for the first six weeks, the Cardinals are going to have issues without DeAndre Hopkins. They are. Because he's a top-five receiver in the game, and he's not going to be on the field. Alex Lanty, Locked on Cardinals. Drop your questions in the chat. I'm going to do a, a Q&A before we get out of here for the weekend. Um yeah, man, this is one of the more fun segments, one of the more uh, fun podcasts I've done because we're getting weird. I like getting weird. Alex Nancy locked on Cardinals. I will be back momentarily, but first, Bill Bar. They're the best tasting protein bars on the planet. Like, I want people to remember what I say and go to built.com and purchase these incredible morsels of chocolate covered protein incre- amazingness. And then reach out to me on Twitter, DM me, and tell me how great these things are. Because they are. They've been around for a long time. They've been a sponsor of ours for a long time. And I love them. Like, this isn't just, oh, read the copy and make people believe that you love them. I 100% love them. Little case in point. I can read this copy. I do it every time. Brendan Clean from Locked On Suns. You follow him at Clean 14 for all your Suns information from now through the playoffs. I mean, they look like the championship. Uh, they look like the front runner to win the NBA Finals right now. We met with a Built Bar rep at a Starbucks right around the corner in Phoenix. He brought us a box of new flavors of Built Bar and some old ones. And he's like, here you go, guys. I'm like, we're like, thank you so much. Brendan and I did a draft of Built Bars where it was, okay, do you want first or second and two? Like playing at recess. He took first. So he took whatever flavor he wanted. I took the next two and we went back and forth until the box was out. Because we wanted to be fair. Because we both wanted all of them. And that's what Built Bar is all about. 17 grams of protein. You know, 130 grams of... Uh, 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar. It's not like 30 grams of sugar like like candy bars are. Even though these things taste like candy bars. They would win blind taste tests against candy bars. They've got you all the flavors you want. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate. Like, they, they're candy bar flavors that are protein bars that are good for you. Go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. You can also check me out on Thursdays on the Locked on NFL National Show with Tyler Rowland from Tic Tac from uh, Locked on Titans. Uh, his Twitter is Tic Tac Titans. Um, so I've talked Des Bryant or Antonio Brown. Why? Why not for both? And if you had to pick one, who would it be? 
who would it be? Des Bryant with with a lesser uh, talent capacity at this point, or Antonio Brown with a higher talent capacity at this point, but with all the off the field issues. Which, if they Cardinals had to sign one, if it was if they had to, who would it be? I think I'd gear towards Des Bryant uh, just to play it safe. Um, yeah, Q and A. Drop questions in the chat. I'm happy to answer these. Um, Aaron, my boy says with D hop being out, uh, would be a better idea to go and get a guard versus a wide receiver to give K one the time he needs to use the weapons we already have. Yeah. It was Zion Johnson. They should have traded up for him. Yes. Interior offensive line is still in need. They're going to like with the wide receiver. Like I said this before the draft. I said it for a month before the draft. The wide receiver is a need for the Cardinals, but it's not one of the most important needs. It's interior offensive line, it's pass rush, it's interior defensive line, and it's corner. Get the quarterback, stop the run, protect Kyler Murray. And the Cardinals did none of that in the first two rounds. They traded out their first pick, and then they drafted Trey McBride. Trey McBride's going to be good. I mean, he's he's the best pass-catching tight end. Um, but, you know, yeah, they still need a guard. I mean, they need a guard. They need at least another pass rusher. They need a nose tackle, interior defensive lineman, and they need a corner or two. So, you know, it's it, they are an incomplete, they are an incomplete product right now. They don't have 22 starters as of right now. Now, Jack, Jack Roberts, Dez is washed. What about Julio? So here's the thing. I was on the Julio Jones trade before they signed um, uh, AJ Greenback. I was like, bring back AJ and who and sign Julio Jones, dude. Obviously, this is before they traded Hollywood Brown. Before DeAndre Hopkins gets popped, like, like I this was way before. Unfortunately, right now, Julio Jones is going to want too much money, and like, I don't think the wide receiver room is too packed for Des Bryant, but I think it's too packed for Julio Jones now. If Julio Jones wants one year, $5 million and wants to play with Kyler Murray, why the hell not? Because obviously Steve Kime is overcorrected again and he's going offense, offense, offense. Why stop now? So I could definitely be talked into saying, again, still with Julio Jones, but it's got to be the money. Like the fact, if he can't get eight or $9 million from somewhere else, it's Julio Jones still. He was out the majority of the year last year and... It was a run-firsty offense, with, and everybody was hurt. Like, you can't compare Ryan Tannehill to Kyler Murray. You can't do it. I Do I think that Julio Jones would be, you know, a focal point of this offense? Probably not. Do I think that Julio Jones is the third option? Let's get weird. Who cares? But, it, but it's going to come down to money for sure. Like, if this was next year, if this was next year, and the salary cap balloon and the Cardinals are going to have a lot of cap space, Come next year. Say, yeah, give them two-year 12 mil right now. Why not? Because not only do the Cardinals have them, other teams don't. Miguel asked, good question here, Will Fuller. Will Fuller is interesting, but Will Fuller, like, I always quote Matthew Barry, the fantasy football guru from from the Four Letter Network. Matthew Barry's thing, he says, if Will Fuller is is healthy, you're starting him. Because he is, like... He's going to go down, like if he doesn't get another big deal, he's going to go down as one of the biggest what-ifs we've seen over the last decade draft-wise. He can't stay healthy. When he's healthy, he balls the hell out. 
Like he bought like he's three catches, Randy Moss status, three catches, 125 and two touchdowns. Cause he still can get behind any DB. If a guy like Deshaun Watson's throwing him the ball when he was like, I don't know. Will Fuller's going to, I think he's going to garner too much money. There's no way. Cause he's too young. There's no way that he's going to get a one year, $4 million deal. If like, if he wants to sign a $5 million deal, sign him. Who cares at this point? Honestly, the Cardinals have so many holes on defense that if you're going to magnify your offensive um, skill, skill position players as much as you can, just do it. Just do it. I'm at the point now where it's like, screw it. We're two months into free agency and we're through the draft. And Steve Kime still hasn't addressed the three biggest needs on this roster in no particular order. Run stopper, pass blocker, corner, I guess, and I guess edge rusher. What, they drafted two defensive ends, one of whom is going to play edge? And he's the more questionable of the two? That's not enough. You just lost Chandler Jones. Unless, and this has been the caveat I've said this entire time, unless they're choosing, unless they're going to move Isaiah Simmons outside to the edge rush position, and you're going to learn from your mistake by not moving Hassan Reddick outside quicker, I don't know what they're doing. If you are, and he's 6'3", 240, and he runs a sub 44540, and you're going to have him say, go see quarterback, hit quarterback, cool. I would be open. I'm 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 in for them not adding another edge rusher at this point. If they're going to move Isaiah Simmons into that role, because I think he's the perfect guy. He's a little bit lighter, but I feel like with how fast he is and how hybridy the linebacker position is becoming, and the pass rush position, Hassan Reddick is much smaller than Isaiah Simmons. I mean, obviously, on a, you know, a, a, we're talking we're talking on a curve, an NFL curve. But if you're going to learn a year early from your Hassan Reddick mistake by moving Isaiah Simmons into a natural edge rush, pass rush position, I'm in. Boom, do it. And then go fill pass rush or uh, go fill uh, run stopper, interior offensive line corner before the draft. Then you're set. But I still, talking about the wide receiver position specifically, yeah, Alan, so here's the thing. Alan Sherman, I don't see what's wrong with our receiving core. I still think it goes deep with the players we have. Understood. And DeAndre Hopkins isn't there, so it's going to take a step back. Just, it's a de facto step back because he's a top five receiver in the league. We don't know the rapport that Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray are going to have yet. They haven't played together for five years. 18, 19, 20, 21. 22, five years, did math on my hand. They haven't played together in a long time. And they're not playing against guys in the secondaries who have to go to third period French on Monday. They're not playing big 12 defenses. They're playing the 49ers twice a year. They're playing Jalen Ramsey twice a year. They're playing Tampa Bay this year. They're playing, you know, Oakland and the Chargers. Or, uh, sorry, Vegas and the Chargers. And the Broncos, you know, like these defenses are going to be tough and the Cardinals need wide receiver help. So like at this point, the reason why I said Des Bryant, and I know I, neither, neither he nor Antonio Brown, but it, they, I still think that if they can get somebody at a good contractual price for the salary cap, that it would behoove them to sign another wide receiver 
just to have power in numbers. Steve Kimes signs a whole bunch of offensive linemen for depth. Why not do it for wide receiver core? If this is going to be Kyler Murray's show, give him as many tools as possible. Give him as many wide receivers as possible. And I'm going to leave you with that. That was a fun conversation. Thanks for joining me. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Go to BlueNile.com. It's Mother's Day on Sunday. If you forgot, you're welcome. Alex Lancy, Locked On Cardinals. I'll talk to you Monday.